You're listening to You Heard It Here First, the first United Methodist Church of New Ulm podcast. The True Vine, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Saturday, October 15th, 2015. Do you remember that day? Because I do. But you see, what I remember about it isn't a newspaper headline or what was in either local or national news that day. What I remember is that that was the day I encountered God at a winery. But it's likely not what you think. You see, while serving in Alexandria at the time, my mother-in-law invited me and my kids out to a fall festival event that Carlos Creek Winery put on that day. There were hayrides, pumpkin painting, games, and other family-friendly events. Now, of course, there was food and wine to purchase as well. And while I don't recall what we ate... I do remember, clear as day, standing back behind the barn at Carlos Creek Winery, looking out at the rows and rows of grapevines, the green grass, the blue sky, and the cool, crisp fall air, and feeling a deep sense of peace wash over me. And what I found looking back at this experience, I've come to learn a lot, not only about vines and branches, but also about God. Because this is where we pick up our scripture text for today from John chapter 15, which is the last of Jesus' I am statements in John's gospel, and is a bit of a monologue between Jesus and his disciples in his final hours on earth. We see earlier in John Jesus offering words of comfort and solace to his disciples in chapter 14, which comes right after Jesus celebrating the Last Supper with them and washing the disciples' feet. Now, it's striking to me that in one of the most spiritually significant passages in John, one that illustrates not only our relationship with God, but also speaks to agriculture, how it's rooted in that metaphor as well, a symbol that would have been common to the peoples of the Mediterranean world, and further, that Jesus identifies himself as the symbol, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Other translations use, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. And so Jesus here is describing not only his relationship to God, but also the disciples' relationship to himself. Because while I'm not an expert on gardening, nor am I a sommelier, I know enough to know that branches grow out of the vine, a bit like an offshoot, as it were, pun intended. 
And so Jesus describes the way that God acts as a gardener, removing branches that do not bear fruit and cleansing or pruning the branches that do so that they can bear more fruit. But what's interesting about the process of pruning is that sometimes a lot of pruning or cutting off of excess growth, as well as the removal of parts of the branch that no longer have life, and both need to take place. Now, this passage can get a little bit tricky in terms of interpretation, because based solely on this passage alone, if we were to take it at face value, we can have a tendency to interpret it as, if we are the branches, God will prune us so that we can grow, which is often applied as God is the author of pain and suffering, because it co- but causes it to happen for our growth. Now, let me be clear in no uncertain terms, this interpretation must be rejected because God is not the author of pain or suffering in our lives, especially if we hold that God is love, that God is good, and that we are God's beloved children. It should not then follow that God causes us pain for our own good. That's not reflective of a God who loves us and cares for us and desires our best for us, come what may. Now, unfortunately, because we live in a world that is not as it should be, And because of the nature of life and living, the possibility of pain or suffering still exists. But what we must remember is that God is with us in the midst of the pain and in the suffering. And just like a branch, in order to draw life from the vine, it must stay connected to it. I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. We can remain connected to Jesus in order to live life to the fullest. Because while we can live apart from the vine, just as we can live apart from Jesus, if we are to claim the name of Christ in our lives, we must be willing to follow, to remain connected, to stay in relationship with Jesus, but also with one another. And yet, At the same time, it can be tempting to see this as a purely transactional kind of a thing where we try our hardest to stay connected to Jesus and God gives us his love and forgiveness because of his strivings. But, fortunately for us, there's this tiny little thing called grace. Okay, it's really not that small. It's huge and it's a game changer. Because the commandment is, abide in me as I abide in you. Or, in other words, remain in me because I already am abiding in you. You see, it's not transactional at all. Grace goes before us and has zero bearing on the ways in which Jesus chooses to abide within us. Because the simple truth is that we are loved beyond a shadow of a doubt, completely, fully, ultimately, passionately by God who created us and desires to know us and be in relationship with us for no other reason than because we are God's children. In her book, Bright Evening Star, author and theologian Madeline Langle wrote, We draw people to Christ not by loudly discrediting what they believe, by telling them how wrong they are and how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to know the source of it. And yet, while loving God and staying in relationship with Jesus is a big part of what Jesus was talking about here in John 15, there's another dimension to this as well. Our commitment to one another as the community of faith, the church. 
One of the commentaries I consulted made reference to the fact that bearing fruit as well as keeping my commandments, which we find in verse 10, can be summed up in a simple phrase, love one another. And so if we understand love as being patient and kind and gentle and humble and not rude or proud, etc., as the Apostle Paul describes it in 1 Corinthians 13, we must also recognize that part of our calling as the church is to stay in relationship with Christ as well as one another. And even though we live in times of division, of vitriol, of political party alignment, and demonization of those that don't agree with us. The words of Jesus are clear here. Stay in relationship with Jesus and love one another. Because apart from me, Jesus tells us, you can do nothing. Stay connected to Jesus. Stay connected to and love one another. This is the Christian life. This is our work. This is what we're called to do. And so especially as we come before God this week, today, to respond to God's grace, may we be open, may we be more fully be embraced by the divine and seek to live that out among those who surround us, both now and always. Amen. Thank you for listening to You Heard It Here First, the first United Methodist Church of New Home podcast. Feel free to check out our website, firstumcnewholm.org, and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash firstumcnewholm. Hope you have a blessed day. Thank you.